Look into my eyes. You are getting sleepy. You are in a trance. You will stop using foul language, Krista. Let's get real. That shit's not happening. You have been warned. Content is not suitable for all listeners. Today, we are covering hypnotism stories. So I'm going to start off, of course, I did try to look for a good guy, quote unquote, uh, but it might be on a dark quest, uh, finding a little darker story uh, related to hypnotism. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised based on what you covered Tuesday and how it is so suggestive. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we could harken all the way back to our very, 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 very first episode where we covered Western witches and I specifically covered the Blue Moon Murders. Anyway, for those of you who haven't listened, go back and take a listen. Throwback, very first F1. Uh, let us know what y'all think. If we've gotten better, we'd love to hear. If not, love to hear suggestions too. Uh, but anyway, this was the very first story I covered. Again, Blue Moon Murders was a, for those of you who have not listened, a Florida man situation. Mm-hmm. And that Florida man, again, was Donald Hartung Sr. And he was convicted, sadly and grotesquely, of uh, murdering his mom and two half-brothers. And apparently, this guy had ties to Wicca, um, which is why they dubbed it the Blue Moon Murders. And apparently, the killings happened um, just shortly after a blue moon had occurred. And the detective up for election used the blue moon to uh, cage this as a ritual killing, even though it was not. And if you haven't listened again, go check it out. F1. But today's case, I bring that up because we go back to another whack-ass Florida man. Also, I mean, all of Florida is crazy. Yeah. Let's be real. Yep. And he's also tied to three deaths. Not necessarily murders, but a little suspicious deaths. Three of them. Questionable murders? Questionably tied to these. Okay. And it's really sad, though, how young the victims were and how this jackass kind of just got off scot-free with a slap on the wrist, Um, which technically after what you covered, you can see both angles legally, but we'll get to it. Okay. So... In your time as a teacher and trained educator, have you ever heard of teachers, social workers, or the school psychologists using hypnotism in any capacity to help support students? Hell no. Yeah, I didn't think so. I guess I never really even thought, I guess I knew as a therapy, because I've always thought about like how people are like, oh, I got hypnotized once and I stopped smoking the rest Mm -hmm. of the but I guess I never really thought of it much of, I never really saw the correlation of therapy between the two. Got it. Yeah, I don't think I did either. I saw the more of the magi- magician type yeah. showmanship. Yeah, the more like the show, the big show. Right. Well, in this case, it wasn't a teacher. It was the freaking high school principal using hypnotism. Oh, God. That's man. creepy already. Yeah. So, leave it to Florida man in uh, Northport High School. Principal... George Kenny, then at the time in 2011, he was 51. He used his pseudo and non-certified in hypnotism experience 
uh, to allegedly support or counsel as many as 75 students in his high school over a five-year period. Okay, that's creepy. Yeah. Very, it uh, gave me a lot of uh, the Keepers vibes. I don't know if you watched that yet. Mm-hmm. It gave me very much That's of that vibe. a tragic documentary. Oh, sickening. Um, and tragic. Tragic. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Anyway, this principal like, just gave me major, major uh, Keepers vibes. Keepers, Creepers, I suppose. But there was, in rea- reality, there was no inklings and or indictments or accusations of sexual abuse or improprieties here. But I just got real weird vibes from this dude. High school or what? Age? High school. Okay. Yeah, but it just reminded me of that because this man in power. How did he get away with it so long? You think kids would go home and tell their parents oh, what happened to them? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. So he's supposed to have used this hypnosis to help students who need to relax before tests athletes um basketball player having trouble making shots or three throws and even school secretaries who wanted to quit smoking okay um apparently while he wasn't clinically licensed though in hypnosis he did write four books on the subject showing how it could help students again with test anxiety or student athletes and their athletic abilities he did train at the hypnosis center in florida and was a member of the National Guild of Hypnosis and the National Board of Hypnosis Education. Okay, so he studied it. So he apparently studied it, but he wasn't certified Okay, legally. And at this time, again in 2011, there was a big investigation that Kenny claimed that he had worked with, at this time, only 36 students. Uh, and those 36 students apparently had parental permission. Or he, he apparently had parental permission. With a heavy focus, and I think this is how he got away with it, by using hypnosis to help their children or, and students, you know, become a better athlete or do better in school. Okay. Supposedly. And in doing so, he even worked with the school's coaches and, like, the sports team. So, like, the athletic directors and, and coaches. Like, for motivation or? Yeah, exactly. Um, but according to NBC News, who combed through this investigative report mm-hmm. on Kenny's uh, reported practice, the school psychology teacher, Ann uh, Brandon DeBerger, said in her interview with investigators, is where they're looking into this dude of like, what the fuck, that's creepy, you know, mm-hmm. total, total gross abuse of your power. She said, Dr. Kenny isn't doing any hocus pocus. That's just what he, it has been blown into. The report actually detailed his practice having people close their eyes and visualize the serenity that you talked about on Tuesday, and he talked them into a deep state of relaxation. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a deep state of relaxation. Uh, Sounds nice. And then he, again, suggest use a subjective power to feel calm and focused before that test or the big game. And, of course, the guy who was the director of the National Board of Hypnosis Education set, stood up for Principal Kenny, and said that hypnosis is simply bypassing the critical factor of the conscious mind and creating an open-mindedness to new ideas, which which you covered. Okay, let's go back. We're in high school. We're going to set a scene here. We're back in 2011. It's Friday Night Lights, like American football. Mm -hmm. For you, Abe, since I know you're not in football. (laughs) It's homecoming in Northport, Florida, which, again, is a small southwest town um, near the Florida coast. And instead of cheering for their uh their team that night at homecoming the stands were actually more somber so they're 
memorializing and remembering and celebrating the lives of several students um, that recently died. Wesley McKinley was 16 and he was very musically inclined, actually studying and hoping to go to audition at Juilliard. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, smart kid. Um, Very talented too, obviously. Mm -hmm. Marcus Freeman, who would have been, had he not died by suicide, 16 years old, would have been the star quarterback that night. Aww. Um, and sadly, even even sadder, he his dreams were to um, play football collegiately at Florida U and to study to be a sports physician. Finally, we have Brittany Palumbo. She was 17, and she was applying to colleges at this time in 2011. She had a 4.0 GPA. Unfortunately... She also uh, died by suicide. So three of them in the same year? Yeah. Now, the first one. That's a lot. Um, for Wesley was, uh, he actually died in a car, a very tragic car accident. But all within weeks of each other, these three passed wow. away. Wow. That'd be so tragic in your high school. I can't even remember. Like in high school. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you probably have people pass away. Yeah. For, I think it was like two yeah. or three while we were in high school. So to have. That happen in weeks apart from each other. I wow, yeah, that's really sad. Awful, right? 16, 17 years old. Yeah, I remember Christy Babcock. I bless. She was in a really bad car accident. She was just so. Um, she's a reverend, but um, she was a funny, funny soul. And she reminded me of Ruthie actually. Ruth from Ozark. Uh-huh. That was Christy. Um, Did she not put up with anything? No, hell no. And she had this like raspy, cool voice, and she's a little butchy. But I don't know if she was actually into women or not. But she she was just so fun, and we played lacrosse together. And she just always made me laugh. And um, yeah, she uh, passed away in a car accident. That's tragic. So terrible. Anyway, to your point, yeah, terrible. So besides these three classmates being so young passing away within weeks of each other, they had something else in common. I apologize. Marcus Freeman, who was the football star stud, he was the one that tragically passed in a car accident. Oh, okay. And then Wesley McKinley and Brittany Palumbo died by suicide, again, age 16 and 17. Ah, so young. The thing that they had in common after dying so closely to each other was that they were also, all three of them, hypnotized by their principal, George Kenny. I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, obviously, at that night at the football game, the news was breaking that he was indicted in this, this crazy lawsuit. And so he's now a disgraced principal at this point. And he was, no surprise, a self-proclaimed mind healer. <sighs> so, again, Kenny was an unlicensed amateur practitioner um he ignored repeated orders from his bosses at the sarasota school board to stop hypnotizing these kids before or after this before okay before yep and yet again he has claimed in his own statement that he hypnotized at least 75 students over a five-year period and that's his own admitting mm-hmm. so they've probably done more i would think so and at the game again we're, we're kind of just i'm using this football stadium as like a way to tell the story or this homecoming game rather to tell the story uh the stands were filled with the morning and not cheers but also a lot of chatter around principal kenny because at this exact time the families were it was being discussed legally of a six hundred thousand dollar wrongful death settlement 
um, against the principal. Against the principal. And he was still working at a school? Yeah, at that time. Yep, he didn't retire until 2012. Oh, you retired, so you didn't get fired. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got more on that bitch. Okay. Yeah. So, Damien Mallard, who's the attorney that represented the families um, of these poor children, um, said, probably the worst loss that can happen to any parent is to lose a child. Obviously, we can't even imagine. Um, especially needlessly, because you had someone who decided to perform medical service on kids without a license. He altered the underdeveloped, underdeveloped brains of teenagers, and they all ended up dead because of it. End quote. Which sounds very harsh, but... I have a question. Are you going to get into... Does the car accident have any correlation with the situation? Or are you just saying it? that's another freak accident that happened on top of this? So... I'll get into it a little later, but technically, Kenny, Principal Kenny's lawyers are claiming that they were all just random coincidences. So the car accident, though, we don't, do we know if it has anything to do with the story? Or are you just saying it was another tragedy that happened? Another tragedy. Okay. Yep. So to add even more pain to the parents' pain that they were going through, again, Kenny basically just got a slap on the wrist for his negligence. Mm -hmm. He... Only served one year probation in 2012 after a plea deal and then was hit with a misdemeanor charge of practicing hypnosis without a license, which is actually illegal in the state of Florida. It's legal to be able to... Illegal to practice without a license. Yep, illegal. What do you think? You know, you know, you worked in schools. You think the school board did anything else? Probably not. No, of course the fuck they didn't. He retired on a full pension and now just... Runs a small B&B in the old Smoky Mountains, doing his thing. Yeah. So is there much proof that there is the hypnotist? Is this, I guess my question There's is. There's no proof that these deaths were caused by him. Obviously, only speculation by, I think, sad parents and classmates, you know, obviously rightfully seeking answers. So legally, no, there's no direct connection to causation here. The only reason he got caught and or in trouble was because he was practicing hypnosis with the light without a license. And especially on top of that, without a license on minors. I understand that. But is there the more because I could see it'd be easy to point your finger and say, hey, all three of these students were hypnotized by him. But is there any proof or stories that might have suggested for these kids to have suicidal thoughts from his actions? Uh, that didn't come up, no, but the, of course the parents in the community were like, that's what a lot of them thought, and, and were like livid at the little they got, but unfortunately, or, or I, I, no, unfortunately, screw that, because this is a, a horrible, tragic death. The rest of the community really backed the principal, and I'll get into that here in a second. I guess I'm just curious, like, but there was no, nothing came up, and I have like 10 articles, and nothing came up that had any... Any bearing in court that they could prove that the student's deaths were a direct correlation to his hypnotism. You know, they're probably just all under pressure. Think about that he used his hypnotism for test anxiety. One kid's trying to go to Juilliard. The other's trying to be a doctor, a medical doctor, Mm -hmm. and play football collegiately. That's a lot of pressure. And the other girl was a 4.0 student. And you've seen it as, as an educator, like how much pressure students are under now. And so my theory is, you know, stress and anxiety and depression. Yeah, I guess to me, it's hard for me to make a decision if he is really as guilty as the community was saying, or if the community was just at a loss and they wanted someone to blame. 
Yeah, and ironically, the community actually, when the, when the tragic car accident happened, as an accident before the two um, suicides, the community really championed him and said his hypnotism helped them get through the grief. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I agree. The parents were outraged, and the classmates who knew these students, Marcus, Wesley, and Brittany, were really upset. Um, The families only received, each family, out of the total $600,000, each family received $200,000 in this wrongful death suit. And that was because legally shouldn't have practiced hypnotism on the students. Yep. Okay. Yep, exactly. And I just, I can't even imagine, but... Before these teens took their lives, again, Kenny had been warned by his supervisors, so he kept doing it. He, to your earlier question, he was warned several times uh, not to do this because he didn't have a license and or didn't get necessarily express written parental consent. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd have to have parental consent before you do any type of therapy mm-hmm. or practice any type, I should say do, practice any type yeah. of therapy with a minor. Exactly. That's, I think that's, to me, is the bigger story because I think the, I'm questioning the deaths if they really did have correlation or yeah. it's just like tragic events happened somewhere where principal was doing questionable things. Yeah. And I, that's probably more likely, unfortunately, but, and according to Kenny's attorney, again, the deaths were all tragic coincidences. Um, however, in the re- investigation report, Kenny did acknowledge to continuing to do hypnosis on students after being warned. Why didn't he just go get his license? If it, if he was that yeah. passionate about it, just go get your license. Yeah, it's it's so ridiculous. Yeah, just go fucking do it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean if, if you want to be a hypnotist, go get your license and you can practice it. Probably yeah. get paid more than a principal. Actually. Maybe, probably. But whether or not, again, the deaths were linked to this hypnotism... They're still incredibly tragic, obviously. And Kenny, like I said earlier, he still got support from some parents and community members. And some of them even had, like, he had two, like, Facebook pages to support him. One with almost 2,000 people saying, hey, it's it's all just him being a witch hunt type of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, This support came largely because they thought he led them through a time of grief um, in March when terrible or the terrible car accident happened and it's just it's just interesting regardless he resigned in june 2012 scott free basically with getting away with just two misdemeanors again including practicing therapeutic hypnosis without a license and the florida department of education pushed him up to give and give up his teaching license in 2013 and he cannot apply for another well, he's already retired, so it's not yeah. like that and really matters. fucking full pension. And like I said, he now operates a lakeside B&B in Waynesville, North Carolina. Okay. The end of that very tragic story for those poor students. You know, and like as you were questioning and, and as you mentioned, when I was researching this, I too was like, what could this be in a court of law? Like, how how could they prove it? Or that this hypnotism caused these three deaths. There's no, there's no there there for the linkage of the deaths and the hypnosis. Yeah, because you can't even really prove that anyone's ever been hypnotized. Right. Yeah. And I'm gonna talk about that at length in my story for sure. Okay. Well, uh, God bless the parents there and all the community members and friends of these these students because uh, it would have been what ten plus years later now, eleven years mm-hmm. ago. 
because I don't know. I just got really upset by it because of the whole suggestive power and the people in power. And my mind went straight to the keepers on this. And that's mm-hmm. where I got, I was like, ooh, there's some fishy here. I don't like this. Well, I think we've talked about this, like a common theme in our podcast is like people who have power are usually the ones who are the biggest manipulators because yeah. they have the position of power to take advantage of people who are not. Right. And yeah. they use their platform and not to like spread good. And you think being a, prin- a principal, that's what you would be there for. You know, maybe in theory he was and thought his hypnotism really was helping these athletes and students excel in academics and sport but i don't know i just got like the grossed out vibe and Mm -hmm. maybe that's fair or not fair to him i don't know but i just i was sensing my intuition picked up on like something not right there no i i I definitely think so and i think if he was asked so many times not to do it why didn't he stop right so i guess that's the questionable the part i take away and i would like to know i wish there was more obviously we don't know the details but it'd be interesting to know them yeah there wasn't much it honestly only focused on these students' deaths and both lawyers' you know points of view, um, and I think that's pr- largely because they can't prove it. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no linkage, mm-hmm. so, so there's nothing. There's no there there. Like I said, so yeah, good job. Thanks. It's a good story. Thanks. Looking forward to hearing yours. Okay, so before we go across the globe to Indonesia for Amy's hypnosis or criminal hypnotist stories. Want to share another word from our friend up north, uh, John McDonald at the Not So Random Rant podcast. And uh, thanks again for sticking with us. And uh, here's a little word from John. How you doing out there, everybody? This is John McDonald in the Not So Random Rant podcast, where I'm going to share some of my random thoughts, rants, general nonsense but sometimes useful information for your listening entertainment i hope you enjoy and have a beautiful day Okay, so for today's story, I'm going to be taking us across the globe to where I was conceived and I lived for the first few years of my life. I don't remember, which makes me really sad, but we are a story. I have one of your pieces, I think, right? Isn't that from Bali? Or is that from England? It's from England. Oh, darn. I'll take it regardless. Yeah. (laughs) So my story takes place in Indonesia. I said Bali. My bad. Indonesia. (laughs) Well, Bali's part of Indonesia. Okay. Thank you. It's one of the main... (laughs) It's like probably a big tourist destination. And in Indonesia, it's not uncommon to hear about crimes that are being executed through hypnosis. Wow. Yeah, the story is crazy. Okay. I, yeah, tell me. I'm I'm mind blown. So most of these stories have a similar theme. And the theme is a victim describes being hypnotized and then handing over all their prized possessions to the criminal. So that's a common theme of these stories. Okay. And this doesn't only happen in Indonesia. There's stories of this that have gone rampant in Malaysia so I as know well. Your arms look really good right now. Sorry. Shout out. Oh, thank arm. you. I'll take the arm. And flex. Take the flexing a little bit. Looking good. <laughs> I'll take it. Giving her some credit. She's been busting her ass. Malaysia is Indonesia's next door neighbor. Okay. And the, gov- okay. the government created a video which served as a public service announcement 
for how citizens can avoid being a helpless victim and how to avoid being hypnotized by criminals. Jesus. Yeah. That's like a real serious problem. It's, no, it's crazy. And, and I'm going to show this video in a minute, but I'm going to describe it for everyone listening at home. It starts with a woman pulling over and asking another woman for directions, which immediately is oh, no. very weird because the woman who's dry in the driver's seat, right, is on the sidewalk. She's pointing at her phone like a like a map app, right? And she's like, "How do you get to this place?" Even though she literally has the map app in her in her hand, giving directions. Like, then you work on their advertising campaign. Yeah. Regardless, the woman starts to talk to her and help her. And then the woman touches the woman on the sidewalk. Oh, no. So there's a woman in the car. And when she touches the woman on the sidewalk, the woman in the video all of a sudden appears that she's in a trance, almost like she's drugged. And she looks at her and kind of like, you can see like kind of reality is fading. Mm -hmm. The woman in the sidewalk jumps in the car with the lady who's driving, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The driver then drives the woman to a bank, and this woman walks in in a trance, empties out all her money, and hands it over to the woman in the car. And the woman drives off. And at the end of the video, this is their public service announcement that's like a commercial that's playing, yeah, right? Country. Oh my they God. say the following. Do not engage in extended conversations with strangers. Oh, good. Awesome. <laughs> it's, it's basically stranger danger. Okay. Yep. Um, that's what I'm picking up. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your distance from strangers. Point persistent strangers to the nearest police station. Oh, they're just criminals are going to walk themselves right to the police station. Hey, you seem a little suspicious. (laughs) I think you should go to the police station. Oh, my God. Note down the suspect's license plate number. Walk away from the scene immediately. Always be aware of your surroundings. Okay, so I got to show you the video because it's pretty funny. Do not engage in extended conversation with strangers. Keep your distance from strangers. Point persistent strangers to the nearest police station. <laughs> Note down the suspect's vehicle number. Walk away from the scene immediately. Always be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> oh my god. Really interesting. Bizarre, right? Well, I mean, it was well produced visually, but it almost reminded me a little bit of zombies where... That woman looked like she was in a in a trance, even though she was like she had the motor functions and stuff. What the fuck? And then and then the announcer, it almost sounded like a sporting event or a movie versus like a PSA. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's definitely. Not, duh. Yeah, like, we're gonna have to post it because it's definitely interesting. It's like um, a cultural lens, that's for damn mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> but like, also again, why the fuck would a criminal just take themselves right on to the, I know. <laughs> to the police station? <laughs> Like someone come walks into your bank, they rob you. And the nearest police station is just a block away if you want to turn yourself in <laughs> right. on your way out. Yeah. Okay. But, well, but it's scary that that's actually a legit problem. Well, we'll get into it a little oh. bit. So in 2016, the Criminal Investigation Unit of Jakarta arrested five criminals who used hypnosis to steal from over 100 people. And the police reported that this team of five would go up to someone uh, very similar to the Malaysian public service announcement video I just talked about. And the common theme is they're asking for directions. Okay. So I guess never give directions to anyone in Asia. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from this. Tokyo was fun. Tokyo felt safe everywhere, but. And while they're asking for directions, uh, that's 
This is when they, the criminals, the team of five, would hypnotize the victim to hand over all their personal belongings. It was reported that people would hand over their laptops, all their cash, and their phones. And once the hypnotic spell was broken and the victim became aware of the situation, the team of five had already vanished at this point. Wow. The team of five, they were working together because they had a mission to buy land in Bogar, which is like a city south of Jakarta. Okay. Can't tell you anything about it. the capital, right? I think. Uh, yes. I know it's a big city, mm. but. Yeah. And so I couldn't find an update on the verdict if the people were arrested when the article was written. I, I was like trying to look into it. I couldn't okay. find it. But when the article was written, they were saying they were facing up to four years in prison. And then in 2019, three Indonesians were arrested for a failed attempt to hypnotize and rob a woman. The woman, uh, I don't know how to say this, Harlina Wati, was traveling home when three men approached her. One of them tapped her on the back, and that is when she was hypnotized and followed the men and got in their car. Before she entered the car, they had her hand over her two gold rings and her watch. They told her they would return her belongings, but she first needed to give them directions to drive to her house. Oh, no. And this is when she... Second location, baby. Yes. <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> yeah, and so she takes them to their house, and the plan failed because when they entered the home, well, her, her kids were at home, and one of the kids actually tapped her, and she was no longer in a trance. Realizing what happened, she screamed, kind of like, why are these weirdos, or not weirdos, yes, criminals in my house? And she immediately contacted the police. And from her... Being interviewed by the police, giving a description, they were able to track them down and arrest them. Wow. And another similar story that happened in 2014 resulted in what they called the Hypno Sisters to be arrested. The Hypno Sisters oh. were made up of four women, okay. and they would often tell ghost stories to scare people into giving their belongings. Oh, that's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Each Hypno Sister had their own role in executing the crime. One was to find the perfect victim. One was in charge of hypnotizing the victim. One was in charge of driving the runaway car and just driving in general. And the f- the fourth one would act like a fortune teller. Hmm. So when the allocated hypnotist sister had picked the perfect victim, they would start out by having them hypnotized. Then they would drive the victim to another location where the rest of the gang was waiting. The fortune teller of the group would scare the person by telling them that they had a spirit trapped inside their body. That's so fucked up. Especially for believers like me. Mm-hmm. Hell no. The fortune teller would convince the victim that at some point that the that they had stepped in someone else's blood who just recently <gasps> died of an accident. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And you, what? That's, that's just cruel. And the person who died in the accident was haunting the victim. Okay. And they need to cleanse their spirit. If the victim wanted help help with this, so they're hypnotized while they're telling all this, sure. and not to be haunted forever, they would need to pay the group through giving them their expensive personal belongings, like pay it forward. Oh my god, fucking Connors, man! But similar to my last story, the hypno sisters end up getting caught in a very similar fashion. Okay. So a lot of these stories have a lot of the same okay. trends. The gang was uh, the hypno sisters were dropping off one of their victims. And supposedly the hypnosis had worn off before they were able to flee the situation. Okay. The victim came to, no longer in a trance, is holding an empty plastic bag. And it has three water bottles. I don't know why. They must have given her some water. 
she screams her head like bloody murder and she realizes that the other the plastic bag that she had in her hand originally was the bag that was full of all her expensive belongings mm-hmm. like her all her prized possessions but they traded her the bag the plastic bottles for all her expensive things wow and the victim was able to recall again what they looked like and the police were able to track down the hypno sisters okay and i'm assuming that several other people came forward and so they because I'm assuming just not from one person. They probably had, like, an oh, idea yes. of who they were to begin with. Yeah. And when the police arrived at the house, they shared, they found hundreds of millions of rupa, the local uh, currency there, expensive jewelry, and countless cell phones. Jeez. And the four women were only arrested for four years. And I think a lot of it's because they can't pinpoint that they actually perform hypnotism. It's more that they point the they get in trouble for fraud. Sure. Oh fraud. Okay, sure. And these stories to us may seem like crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But if you live in Indonesia or Malaysia, and if you do a quick Google search, you're you will find that there's countless, countless stories of this happening time and time again. Like these three stories aren't So don't go there. That insane. <laughs> what you saying? No, I would go there in a heartbeat. Oh. I would love to go. Bali's on my, um, I have to go. I feel like I lived there for part of my life. My parents lived there for 10 years. I got to go. Yes, and it's a beautiful country. Definitely. Here, the food's amazing too. There is actually, I thought this was interesting. There's an uptick of criminal hypnotist activity during the fasting month of Ramadan. During Ramadan, Muslims, we know, refrain from eating, mm-hmm. drinking, smoking, marital relations or getting angry during daylight hours okay. so you can't call your ex-husband a dick until um, dark well <laughs> guess i failed that ramadan <laughs> during this time you're like you're supposed to work on like bettering yourself like make like bad habits mm-hmm. for us not using the f-bomb as much or yeah, like I avoid lying we've been pretty good i have <laughs> and you're supposed to actually do things to help make you a better person and the community so oh, that cool. might be like Praying more, uh, fitting that in your day, or donating to charities, or like paying it. How can you pay it forward? The end of the fasting period, over 10 million people travel to Singapore, and it's to celebrate the breaking of fast, right? Uh, And they're coming and going from Jakarta. And the day starts out with the Muslims visiting a mosque, and they recite prayers that are traditional for the day. And it's usually traditional people at this time, they ask for forgiveness for any wrongdoings they might have they might have done or like maybe people they're associated with that they love so okay. like maybe if your dad like stole from a local bakery okay. you would ask for forgiveness then sure. for anyone you care about gotcha and after this a festival takes place and that's where they celebrate and most importantly you get to eat and lots mm. and lots of yummy food and then since tens of millions of people are traveling back and forth to singapore for this very sacred ritual and festival they know that criminal activity will be on the rise. So the government, it wouldn't be uncommon if you were at the airport during this time. You might see a banner that says, be wary of strangers that suddenly touch you and avoid talking to them. Well, don't touch me, number one. But yeah. <laughs> or And then there are several... But I'm not going to lie. I do with strangers, as we know. So yeah. <laughs> I'm X off right there. But don't, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> yeah, and if you're like at the airport or at a train station and a bus station, you're going to hear public service announcements telling people be wary of criminal hypnotists, right? And because all these stories, I mean, 
obviously seem insane, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what is going on? Well, especially since you said you can't just touch someone. And exactly. Yeah, I'm going to kind of okay. touch on touch. Well, no, I didn't hey, mean that pun. Ching -ching. <laughs> touch on the but fact that, that <laughs> like, how is this happening? So, Vox News they wrote an investigative piece titled. We got to the bottom of Indonesia's mind control robberies with a tagline saying the following, quote, local newspapers are full of stories about people being hypnotized into emptying their life savings by gangs of skilled thieves. Is any of it true? Journalist Alice, she sat down with a reputable Indonesian celebrity hypnotist. And in the beginning of the article, Alice, um, she she kind of reminded me of you. She was like yeah. thirsty for him. Okay. That was like the first part of the article. Okay. But then she gets back to reality oh, and gets okay. back to All the right. story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she asked him if these stories of people being hypnotized can actually be a real thing. Like, obviously, from our history segment we covered on Tuesday, I kind of said, you can't just tap someone and hypnotize someone, especially someone who's not willing to be hypnotized. Sure. That doesn't happen. And he replies with, what people imagine as criminal hypnosis isn't true. And his name's uh, Romy. They believe it's true, therefore it becomes true. Mm -hmm. But belief and fact are two completely different things. Mm -hmm. What people imagine is that somebody can just go up to you on the street, tap your shoulder, and you're done. Mm -hmm. Show me somebody who can do that, I will pay him millions. On my show, I've challenged people who claim that they could do that, but nope, they can never deliver. And he, I mean, he is a hypnotist himself, but he's saying that's not really what hypnotism is. Sure, like magicians, kind of, like where they, where they... You know, the good ones, as we touched on mm -hmm. in Magician's episode. I am, everybody, y'all, you're going to check out all our old episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amy touched on the amazing Randy uh, being a really good guy, actually, for the Bewitch Banter mm -hmm. characters. And um, said the magicians say they they promise to deceive you, and they do. And so this sounds like this guy's kind of similar caliber as actually honesty, right? Of saying, look, this is what, this is the trick. This, mm -hmm. this is what's up. Basically, right on theme of what you're saying, he's like not hypnotism. It's a, more of a therapy act. It's not people losing their minds and doing things against their will. Right. So this really leads people to ask more. So if it's not real, then what's happening? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are these stories so viral and they keep happening time and time right, again? Right, 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 right. And his theory is, and I can, I can see this, like no one knows the answer, truly. But his theory is that the victim is embarrassed by the fact they got duped or persuaded. It would be it would be embarrassing. I handed over all my prized possessions I willingly. I didn't tell you about the psychic thing for many years because I was embarrassed. Oh, that's in our last episode. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm doing all the references today. <laughs> making the rounds. But yeah, I essentially, for those who did not hear our Soulmates episode, I did a crazy thing for love and uh, the, um, the advice of a psychic. And I, I literally have never told anybody that. Except for the ex noob. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. And it's like there's a, there's a shame that comes along with being a victim of a fraud. Well, 100%. And these people weren't, from what I understand, doesn't sound like these people are getting physically abused. They're just willingly handed over. Right. And that's how they get away with it. But to rationalize this, like they're making up stories about me, like immediately they're hypnotized by a criminal. He said that, yes, people are being persuaded and manipulated to give their belongings, but it's not through a quick tap of the shoulder, like they're saying. Mm -hmm. He said that there's also more of a backstory that journalists are leaving out for more sensational headlines. So it's kind of like, how can we make this story splash and get people of to course. listen to it? And he, sure. there are obviously con artists out there. And these people tend to be uh, medicine men, which are someone who sells cures for sick people. Mm -hmm. And... 
they might tell people, I'm not willing to give you the cure until you give me some money Money or or however you want to pay me. Right. And sometimes these people are religious authority figures that are taking advantage of people. Oh, no surprise. (laughs) Another interesting thought in this article, it was a really good one, is that Alice brings up the question, how are people being arrested for hypnotism when you can't really prove that hypnotism is a A, a real thing, or B, happened to an individual? Great point, Alice. Uh, She brought up the discussion that people are being arrested for fraud because they promised to deliver something after victims paid. But they're not delivering it. So right. they, they're not being pinpointed with, oh, you're a criminal hypnotist. It's just for fraud. Got it. And at the end of her in- interview, she asked Romy the following. Because this is, a, you have to think this fear is widespread throughout the country. Sure. Do you have any advice for people who are afraid of hypnotism and being conned? And at the end of the article, it ends with, just pray a lot and don't ever trust strangers. This sounds like cliche advice for children but people forget it again and again yeah, me. <laughs> and that is my wrap for criminal hypt- hypnotists in indonesia and malaysia i thought it was wow. really crazy though like that happens and Amazing. that's like a wide fear there because we don't have that fear here mm-hmm. so it's definitely a different cultural thing what a difference to be that like culturally obviously but like my guy was arrested because fraud was illegal or excuse me, because hypnotism was illegal without a license, whereas yours is just actually about the fraud. When you know, I don't know, must be like not to defend my guy again, the principal, but like he should have been indicted more for the, I don't know, the fraud. <laughs> but that all comes down to kind of our whole judicial system. You're not guilty till you're proven, proven to be guilty, and there's no proof. And Innocence until proven guilty. Thank you. And That's what I'm trying is. to say. I mean, yeah. I see if she's getting there. But, but, but uh, yeah, but I don't feel like your story, even when you were telling it, I was kind of questioning it. I was like, it just seems like to me, tragic events happen. Sure. Emotions are like at an all time high and people want to blame people for mm-hmm. tragic things that have no explanation Absolutely. sometimes. Absolutely. And I'm tending to agree with that. But uh, I still, I still have a gre- creeper vibe. Oh, I don't think you should be doing it. But yeah. also I think it's interesting that, there's actually like public service announcements out there. That's wild. Mm-hmm. So, but so, but I feel like they should almost re-educate the public because, like, that PSA was in, invalid with the whole tap on the shoulder thing. Like, if we know that's not how hypnotism works, then you need to redo that PSA because that's that's malinformation. Or but you have to think about well, yes, that's the government, but also like the media eats this stuff up. Oh yeah, like any. Of course. News outlets going to love these stories that make people love stories that make people scared. Oh, of course. If it's going to make them more money. If it leaves, it leaves. And as we say, if it's sensationalized, even better. Mm hmm. Yeah, I thought this was a great job. It was fun. Fascinating. Yeah, very interesting. So, when are we going to Indonesia? I would love to go. Let's go tomorrow. Okay. I <laughs> Let's get <to> work. <laughs> well, I get to go to Hawaii. That's awesome. I'm jelly. I want to go. That's on my list. Yeah, I've never been either. So it's going to be amazing. Wow. What are we covering next week? We have astrology, which is right up my alley, as y'all know. Yeah, it's fascinating because I actually got to meet some actual astronomers on Friday as part of my job. But astrology is not that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's a pseudoscience and no i have a lot of students who take astronomy who think they're taking astrology and then they're do very, they really 
they're very disappointed. And I'm like, yeah, it's like physics. And, it sure is. Yeah. It's geometry. And- you don't know how often that happens. Well, kids, y'all should read the dictionary. Or read the course description. Or that. Some of that. Or that. Yeah, you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, well, well, let us know if you've ever been hematized or you want to be or your experience with it. You Do believe you believe it or in not? it? Yeah. Uh, hit us up. Bewitchbanter at gmail.com. And as usual, please, please, please. Rate, review, subscribe. And if you do listen and you like us, if you love us, please let us know on any of the reviewing services wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or if you have good uh, feedback, like feedback for how we can get improved. We like that too. Because mm-hmm. we're actually growing and trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Well, on that note, should we say bye? Yeah. Peace be witches. Peace. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll be doing another collaboration, actually our very first crossover with our buddies, the Justins, over at The Stupidest Podcast. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, we're super excited to work with these guys. And uh, hope you enjoy today's episode. Music Phantom Fun by Jonathan Boyle from PremiumBeat.com. Podcast edited and produced by Krista Hens and Amy Holt. 